Super Talk Mississippi media production. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome to the Eagle Hour, everybody. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. We're glad you're with us this afternoon for another hour of Southern Miss Sports Talk. And we've got a great show today. Our very good friend, Joy Lee McNellis, women's basketball coach, is going to be joining us uh, here shortly. We're going to have running backs football coach, Jordy Joseph, on here momentarily, and Kelly Sander. Joining us in the last half of the show. Opening segment, we always want to thank our good friends at Dickie's Barbecue. We talk about them every day because we love the food and uh, we love the guys down there. They serve great food seven days a week, drive through, take out, or dine in. However you choose your barbecue, just be sure you choose Dickie's Barbecue. All right, we continue our conversation with the new football staff at Southern Miss. Today, we're very happy to have running backs coach Jordy Joseph with us. And, uh, Coach, welcome to the Eagle Hour. Just great talking to you guys. I say, thanks, thanks, Bob. Thanks, Luke. A pleasure being on being on the radio with y'all. All right, so you're going to come in here and you're going to coach running backs. And I'm going to start with uh, – I think you've got several really good running backs, but I think you got a real star in the making in uh, Frank Gore, Jr., uh, when you look at when you look at the uh, group of running backs uh, that you're going to get your hands on, coach, what are your thoughts? Well, I said to be honest with you, uh, I, I love this group so far. Being able to work with them and interact with these guys, uh, each of them all brings something different to the table. Uh, I know we talked about Frank, and Frank reminds me a lot of his dad as far as being a very football-minded guy. Uh, he's always constantly asking me about different things. I mean, we have installs we have, and he's already asking me about install five and six. We're just on two. <laughs> so, so he's been a pleasure to be around. Uh, Darius Mayberry, he's been he's been a pleasure to be around too. Uh, he has his own different type of talents. You see, Darius, he's kind of one of the leaders of the room, setting the tone. Uh, we also have D Baker, probably one of the fastest guys on the team, and he every day he he amazes me at, his, at, at, at with his speed at workouts and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, and then we got a few other guys too, and they all been real great. Uh, Chris Calvert, another guy who's coming, who's coming on, uh, coming back from a knee injury, and he's been a pleasure to be around too as well. Coach, you're gonna have some depth at that position, aren't you? Yes, sir. But I say it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a battle to see who can get the ball uh, the most during the game. And but that's kind of what you want. I mean, one of the things that Coach Hall tries to preach is competition brings the best out in everybody. So if you if you're in the backfield and you know somebody on the sideline wants your touches. About so you run the ball with a lot more authority and a lot more power, you know. And we've been, you know, we've kind of learned talking to some of your fellow coaches at the and talking to Coach Hall. He's not just a pass happy guy. I mean, he's going to have a balanced. He's going to have a balanced attack. So your your guys in your position, they're going to be very important to this offense. Absolutely. Uh, about to say the last few, last two years when we were at Tulane, we were top. Uh, we're top twenty five in the country in rushing. So. He's not afraid to put it on the ground. He always talks about he wants to be able to lead. One of his goals is to lead the nation in yards per carry. And then not also just yards per carry, but also finding ways to get the ball in the running back's hands in the passing game as well, whether it be on option routes, swing routes, anytime we have mismatches on linebackers. 
Right. Luke, get in here with uh, our new running backs coach. Coach Joseph, thanks so much for coming on today. Um, Southern Miss fans, I think I told Coach Hall this at his press conference, Southern Miss fans know that you guys like to run the football. You ran for 429 yards on us back earlier last season. So, uh, you know, I think we we are happy with uh, the running game that's coming in. You've been with Coach Hall um, for a few years, and I've heard from from him, you know, on the offensive side, some of the philosophy. But, you know, coming from you being the running backs coach, generally speaking, what can Southern Miss fans expect to see out of the offense? Well, you're going to see an up-tempo uh, NFL-style running game. Uh, Coach Coach Hall prides himself on that, being able to be on the the uh, on the latest and the cutting edge of the, of the run game, but also seeing a very college-spread-like passing attack. Uh, like I said, creating one-on-one matchups. So try to find ways to where we can find find ways to put our best players in the best position to make plays. So you're going to see a lot of that. You're also going to see a lot more juice on the sideline. I, I know. Uh, Coach Hall is real big on AIE, attitude uh, is everything, and only you control it. So you're going to see a lot more positive energy coming from us on the sideline as well as guys being engaged uh, during the game. You're a Tulane guy and played quarterback down there, and you know your perception of Southern Miss uh, leading up to you know being hired by the school, I, I know you're very familiar with the Southern Miss program. Happy to be in Hattiesburg, I assume. I am happy to be in Hattiesburg. Unfortunately, whenever I was at Tulane, uh, we never got the opportunity to play Southern Miss. So all I can hear about the the rivalries that used to take place. But I'm very excited to be here in Hattiesburg. Happy to be a Golden Eagle, you know. And looking forward to when we do get the opportunity to play Tulane, even though that's my alma mater. Uh, but I say I, I I look forward to it. When we're looking also uh, in, in recruiting, because uh, we talked to Desmond Lindsay last week, and, and a lot of these kids your staff is bringing in is, uh, is Mississippi guys, 12 out of the 13 this year. And, you know, with a couple of the roster with, with different people leaving, we can assume some of those holes will be plugged. Uh, as a guy, you know, who played football in Louisiana um, but understands Mississippi football, what is your – what is your philosophy, you know, in recruiting? The the, the better, the more the local kids uh, that are on the Southern Miss roster. I mean, is that is it safe to say that's always a great thing? Uh, yes, sir. I'll about to say, uh, anytime you can get a local guy, I mean, nine times out of ten, those guys already know about your university, know about your program, kind of already know uh, what that program is about. So a lot of times, those guys are more invested in seeing that program grow. Not to mention, the closer you are, your family can come to the game and watch. I know we had, at Tulane, we had a few guys that like from Florida, so it was harder for those guys to be able to come to the uh, come to the games in New Orleans. So, the more we can uh, stay here in Mississippi, the better. And not to mention, Mississippi has some of the greatest talent in the country. And sometimes they'll leave and go to other places, but we can keep that good talent here at Southern Miss, I and mean, it will be great. All right, Coach, I asked the serious questions on this show. You played football at Tulane. You coached down there. How difficult has it been to walk away from the New Orleans restaurants and all of that food that you guys enjoy down there? Uh, it's, a, it's a little different. Uh, I say New Orleans does have some of the greatest food uh, in the world. Uh, you know. But luckily, while I was there, I learned how to cook. So uh, besides, uh, besides coming here and checking out the different restaurants that Hattiesburg has to offer, I've also been trying to up my cooking game. Uh, I'm, I'm currently trying to lose weight, so me leaving the wall is probably a good thing, too. Entouffee, all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm assuming you know how to prepare all that like a master chef. Well, I don't want to say master chef. That's, that's, a, that's a very generous uh, term, I say. I probably would get a C <laughs> compared to my uh, my mom and the, uh, mom and my dad, but I'm working on it, you know. 
my goal is to be able to make a mean gumbo so when I have the running backs <laughs> over for dinner, I can make a gumbo for them. So let me ask you this. What what are your impressions of uh, Hattiesburg now that you're here and um, and settling in, uh, in in this new professional career? What, what are your thoughts about this area? To be honest with you, uh, so I'm actually from a small town in Louisiana called New Iberia. And Hattiesburg reminds me so much of New Iberia. So I really, when I pulled up the first time I got here to Southern Miss campus, I was like, man, I'm at home. Yeah. It just rem- it just reminds me of those type of vibes. Now, Hattiesburg is bigger than uh, New Iberia, obviously. But I just love it. The people have been so great. You can tell that they really care about Southern Miss and Southern Miss football. I say it, it matters to the people here in Hattiesburg. And that's one of the most refreshing things to uh, to be around, you know, to know to be somewhere where you want it. But as far as, like, the vibe and the feels, oh, I love it here. Well, Coach, have you gotten a feel for how hungry Southern Miss football fans are to get back to what Southern Miss football was in the past? Oh, absolutely. Uh, so whenever they uh, put my picture on the uh, – on the internet and on Twitter, everywhere I go, somebody recognizes me as the running back coach, and they all talk about how hey, anything you need. But I say we can't wait to see see to get Southern Miss back back up and running, and like that's kind of refreshing because being in New Orleans, a lot of times you have the Saints there, you got the Pelicans, so a lot of times Tulane may be kind of an afterthought, even though even though they know that you're there, but here. They know who you are, and they want to see you win. So it's pressure, but pressure is good. I mean, we all, in the running back room, we say pressure busts pipes, and pressure also makes diamonds. So which one are you? You know. <laughs> all right, Luke. Anything else uh, for Coach Joseph? Yeah, Coach. Uh, last last question. A lot of Southern Miss fans uh, really excited uh, with with you guys coming in. You mentioned the juice on the sidelines. You know, we're at a place today, and you know the culture. It seems like kids are are more about you know the smoke and the lights. Is it hard to instill just kind of you know stone and grit and steel in this generation of football player? Uh, not not really. Uh, to be honest with you, the kids that I've been around here, especially here at Southern Miss, they all want to be great. You know. Now, granted, you know, everybody likes to see their name in life, Twitter, like to have their touchdown routine down there. But at the end of the day, guys, none of that happens unless you get the work done. And with, through our workouts here with Coach and Carl, we've been doing a real good job of showing these guys, hey, none of that happens unless we grind it out. And we're going to be a tough-nosed football team. Just as well as we're going to make those one-handed catches, we're going to be able to get those hard, tough five-yard runs when we need the most, especially like on third and one and things like that. So, these guys over here want to be great, so and you can tell that they want to work hard. So, so that mentality of that lunch pail mentality, bringing your work, bringing your lunch to work, and grinding it out. I think they already have it. All right, Coach. Great to have you on the show. Great to have you in Hattiesburg. Uh, we give you a big Southern Miss welcome. We look forward to watching you guys on the field this fall. Thank you. I appreciate it. And if you have any restaurant suggestions for me to try out, let me know because I'm I'm always I'm gonna be around here looking. Uh, on the same hand, we're always good for that gumbo, in case you want to try that out on us, too, as well, Coach. So thanks for your time, Coach. No, thank you. All right. Coach Jordy Joseph, everybody, running back coach for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. All right. Jordy McNellis, women's basketball. They're on a roll. She's with us next. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Our thanks to running back coach Jordy Joseph for joining us in the opening segment. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net on Hardy Street. Open Monday through Saturday. You can find the greatest selection of Southern Miss apparel anywhere at Campus Bookmark. 
And, of course, you can shop online at campusbookmart.net. Bet you anything you can find some Lady Eagle basketball gear there. And who better to yes, talk sir. to us about the Lady Eagles? And here she is, head coach Joy Lee McDellis. And, Coach, good to have you on the Eagle Hour. We were talking off air when uh, you and I were having a conversation earlier this year. You were talking about the fact that you, your kids, you, I think you told me at one time y'all were down to like three kids that could practice because of COVID. Right. You missed all your, basically all your pre-conference uh uh, games because of COVID. Uh, so you were kind of late coming out of the gate, but you've won three straight conference games, uh, three of your last four, and it looks like to me things are beginning to gel for the basketball team. You know, we, we're we really getting better. We're getting better. And now do we still have a long ways to go? Indeed, we still have a long ways to go. But, but we're making strides, and because we've played so many young players, freshmen, I mean, just like the other night, Saturday night, I looked out on the floor and I said, Ooh, I got four freshmen on the floor. Wow. Um, and so, again, they were kind of thrown to the woods. We played Nichols, we played Kerry, and then we started conference play on the road at UTEP. And, you know, it was like, whoa, here we are. Mm-hmm. And so that that's a real challenge, you know, for, a, for what I consider a young team. Um, and so I think that if we would have had an opportunity to be able to be game 10 and conference, a non-conference schedule with three more non-conference games left before we start conference play, I think that, you know, we would be further along. But I'll be honest with you, with the, the, the little amount of practice that we've had, which we're about two and a half weeks into where we've had enough to go five on five. Uh, we got it the week before we went to middle, not the week. I would say from Wednesday before we uh, on the Wednesday before we went to middle, we had everybody. We got actually ten, not everybody, on uh, on that day, and so we were able to practice a little bit. So you're able to go more than three on three or four on four, and hit some rhythm with it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is something that has helped us. Um, you know, Lauren Gross has still been out. Uh, she has really battled the COVID um, challenges that it, it gave her. And so she's still out. Hopefully we're going to get her back to play a little bit this weekend or start practicing just a little bit. So that's going to make a big difference for us. Um, and then we've had other players out just with a few nagging injuries. But I just can tell you, Bob, I'm really pleased with how we have faced things and how we have handled them with such a young group of players. Right. Well, Coach, after the after the rough start, and then you go to Middle Tennessee and you lose the first game, that second game, when you come back and win that game, uh, an eight-point win, I, I would think that that meant a lot. And it, it appears to me that, that the team has, has just used that as kind of a springboard. Sure. And that's, you know, we had said all along, if we could just win a conference game, it would help launch us. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be the launching pad to help us get better. It would kind of change the monotonous of practice, being the same old thing, you know, every day. Um, and so I do. I think it definitely has helped with just our focus, with our concentration. And I think, too, the players really understand now, after we've been in it, if you practice hard all week, you're going to get an opportunity to play. Yeah. If you practice hard all week, you may get a starting spot. Mm-hmm. So I think that level of competition 
have definitely helped because we had a bunch of different lineups. You know, we've made a lot of changes in the lineup, and, you know, I just told them, if you're going to show up and give it what you got, then you're going to get that opportunity. So I think that is also plays a factor in us progression as well because the level of competition and practice has definitely increased. All right, let's get Luke in here. I, my guess is Luke is going to want to ask you something about a young lady from his alma mater. Let's see, Coach. <laughs> That's exactly the, the legend, Joy Lee McNellis herself on the Eagle Hour. Coach, good to good to have you on. Yeah, I, uh, of course, I'm. Um, I am a uh, very much a Berkeley Gray fan. Uh, watched her play in high school. West Jones Mustang. But you know, we were talking yesterday. Uh, you got Fab uh, three Fab freshmen, and I was just doing a little math between. Gray and uh, Warmsley and uh, your center is escaping my name. Grayson, yeah. Um, they scored 80 of the 161 points in this last two-game series. That's pretty remarkable. You know, and they have played well. And I wish we could have had co-freshman of the week this week because I think Chikai Warmsley deserved it, but I think Bertayla Gray deserved it too. Um, I will tell you about Bertayla. The middle week, she was struggling in practice. We go to middle. She was awful. Okay, she and I had talked that week, and I said, you know, Michaela, this is what I think. I, because she was upset because she just couldn't even get it right in practice. And I said, you're going to be okay. We just got to weather this storm through. You have hit what's called the freshman wall. And so after we played at middle and, and won that second game on Monday morning. She came to me right beginning the practice. She says, Coach, I'm knocking that wall down this week. And she did. She had an unbelievable week of practice and then played unbelievable um, in the game, two games against UTSA. Um, and I will also say this with those three freshmen. They are such competitors. They are such competitors. And Bertela, we had a deal in our locker room where we had different players speak on have a devotion time. So one of our players had a devotion time, and so what it was, she asked, you know, tell me something, give me a name of something that you think about your teammates. And for Kayla and Sakai Warnsley, the word was dog. They have a special dog in them (laughs) that they're going to fight you every second. And that's true, and that's what they do in practice. Um, I yeah. told Malia Grayson, as big as she is, I said, Malia, if you could just get a little bit of their dog, they'll be on how great you could be. You could be an All-American with your size. Um, but they are. Those three freshmen are very special. Now, I'll tell you this. Rose Warren kind of flies underneath the, the radar. The thing that Rose Warren does, it's the young lady from Puckett. I mean, she hit three threes for us in that yep. middle game for us to win that game. Now, I will tell you what she does. She does things that you kind of maybe go unnoticed to the regular fans. Like, her pass is always on the money to be able to get to the player on the run. It's never behind them. It's never too far up. She makes the passes just when she's truly our best passer for an entry pass to the post. Malia will tell you, she wants Rose passing her the ball because she knows it's going to get there. Um, And some of our other freshmen are just okay in passing, because, again, they had to be all the scorers in high school. And Rose played point guard at Puckett. So she has a little better feel. But I am really, really proud of our freshmen. 
even Emmy James that is from Orlando hasn't got the minutes that the other freshmen have gotten. But she has she's battled COVID, she's had injuries, she tweaked her knee yesterday in practice, and she's just kinda had everything that could go wrong for her to go wrong. Um, but you're right, those fab three are the three that's really kinda holding us together right now. Last question for me, Coach. Uh, you know, you talked about moving the the starting five around. Uh, is it was it harder? You know, with without the uh, non conference schedule to try to solidify that starting five. You're exactly right. You know, and we didn't have a chance. We talked a lot to our team about separation. You know, and separating yourself from your teammates. We got you know because really good teams. There's a separation between one five or maybe your top six and your second six. There's just not a whole lot of separation. And I think because of not having the non-conference and getting game experience, that it has been a struggle. And then the other thing, too, I think that plays into that is when they're out with COVID, and we've had eight players out with COVID. When you have players out with COVID and they sit out 10 to 14 days, then they can't practice when they first come back. They go like a... 30%, 30%, they have to get their heart checked, then they go 50%. So you're really looking at close to 18 to 20 days, they're not in a practice flow. And so that hinders, you know, their progression of being really, really good and making some advancements and being able to separate themselves. All right, Coach. Well, uh, we don't say this to any other guest that comes on our show, but the truth of us all of us here at the Eagle Hour love you. Uh, we're 100% in that. your corner, and uh, we look forward to having you back on our show very soon and many, many times to come. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, and I tell you what, I always get excited when I get this for Bob Getty's text to kind of let me know. <laughs> hey, you want to go on the show? I don't think I've ever said no, I can't. You've never said no, Coach, and <laughs> I'll always be grateful to you for that. I'll be texting you again real soon, okay? Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Coach Joy Lee McNellis, everybody. Got the girls playing basketball, Luke, and uh, we just hope that nothing but the best continues for Coach McNellis uh, and the Lady Eagles. They're back with Kelly Sanderneck. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Great talking with Joy Lee McNellis of Southern Miss Women's Basketball. And, of course, we all got her back and praying for her. And uh, we're, we're there for her, Lady Eagles. On a three-game winning streak, they will play at Louisiana Tech this coming Thursday at 6.30 p.m. and then host the Lady Bulldogs in Reed Green Coliseum 
on Saturday at 4 p.m. Happy to have you along on the Eagle Hour today. Third segment, as always, brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill. They had a hamburger steak, mashed potatoes, honey glazed carrots, toast, and a drink, and it was only eight ninety five today. Still got those hamburger and chicken sliders, and you may want to keep an eye out on their Facebook page because they're about to let you know what's going to happen for Super Bowl Sunday. All that at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour, Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel Kelly Center. About to join us on the phone, some breaking news today, guys. Uh, when Will Hall brought in the staff, one of the guys that uh, I, I was excited about, a lot of people were excited about, was new offensive line coach Cody Kennedy, who served with Will Hall uh, at, at Tulane the last couple years. Uh, but he was also at West Alabama and West Georgia for a few years with Will Hall. And he was uh, not just the offensive line coach, he was the run game coordinator. Well, earlier today, Bruce Feldman from The Athletic uh, saying sources were, were stating that Cody Kennedy was uh, approached by Arkansas. And it looks like now that uh, one month, uh, almost a little over a month when uh, after Cody Kennedy was hired as a Southern Miss offensive line coach, he will be the new tight ends coach at Arkansas. He worked uh, with Sam Pittman, the head coach there at Georgia, uh, back in 2018. Um, Kelly Sander, it's just kind of uh, the way the college football world works now, and I guess it means that Will Hall made a pretty good hire with Cody Kennedy. It's just kind of wild to think that a guy comes in for a month and, and then he's gone. Well, if it has to happen, you're glad that it happens earlier, you know, rather than later. Um, and, and these guys, you know, when, when they hire football coaches, we, we get it in our mind that all they know is, you know, for example, Cody Kennedy, all, all he knows is offensive line or all he knows is, but now he's going in as the tight ends, you know, coach. I mean, these guys, you know, are, are skilled in many different aspects of the game. So, um, but if it, if, like I said, if it has to happen, you want it to happen now. But you just hope that that um, you know whoever comes in would 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 be somebody that could. And, and you understand these these guys have got to strike while the iron's hot, and it's an opportunity for you know to get to a, a bigger school with more money and all that that sort sort of thing. But you'd hope maybe the next person come in and would you know would stay a year or two. You'd like yeah. you'd like for him to. You have a little bit of consistency. I hear what you're saying, Kelly Sander, but I don't. I don't mind bringing it up. What about the fact you just signed a contract? What about the fact you just made a commitment uh, to to the, to a coach that brought you from another school here and was depending on you, and you had told him he could depend on you? Well, we we, we criticize athletes nowadays. You know, we kind of we pick on the. The millennials about uh, not being really that, you know, only looking out for number one and and, um, and no dedication and things like that. It, it certainly is a it certainly is a, a different era in which we live because um, and it's easy it's easy for us to say, Bob, you know. But I mean, I, I can only speak for myself, and and you know, my response would have been, man, I wish you to come along, you know, Correct. two months ago, one hundred percent right. Yeah, but but right now I've. Yeah, I'm committed to Southern Miss, and if the opportunity comes up, you know, another another couple of years down the road, please keep me in mind. But I'll, I'd have to say no. It worries me, Kelly, Here's, how much you and I think alike. Sometimes it really is it keeps me up at night. It concerns me. Great minds, Bob. Great Here, minds think alike. Here's the concern I have also. You know, there was some little friction between Tulane and Southern Miss by the fact that, uh, you know, Jordy Joseph, the guy that we talked to in the first segment, running backs coach, he was an offensive analyst. 
Uh, and so he gets the running backs coach at Southern Miss, and so that's one thing for Hall to bring an analyst along. Kennedy was a position coach, and you know I think I don't know any I don't know this to be true, but there was a little friction between Tulane and Southern Miss because Will Hall's bringing a position coach with him, and so you feel like Hall you know stuck his neck out for Kennedy, and you know one month later Kennedy says deuces. It's it's just it's crazy how how this this coaching and at to Kelly's point uh, we may see so much movement in the the transfer portal is because. We see so much movement in the coaching ranks. Correct, that's correct. And 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 these guys, all these coaches that are making these, you know, are, are of a younger ilk. You know, it it may just be. And some of our younger listeners might say, "I don't see the problem." You're probably right. So so you know, it, it's just we we have to look out of our you know out of our sixty year old eyes, and these kids are looking out of their thirty to thirty five year old eyes. And it's, it's definitely a different perspective. One is not necessarily right or wrong. They're just different. All right. All right, Kelly, what news so, you got today, bro? Well, we've got a lot of things going on. College football, Notre Dame may be in some trouble. Uh, the NCAA is reporting that uh, they are going to investigate Notre Dame for some uh, some violations <laughs> regarding uh, contact <laughs> violations. <laughs> okay. Uh, looking in, into that. And, of course, you know who's really worried about that is uh, – you know, Eastern Illinois. Yeah, they have reason to be very nervous today. Because <laughs> they'll be the one that gets punished, of course, if Notre Dame is uh, is that's, found that's guilty. Right. Meanwhile, Doug Marone, the former NFL coach of the Jaguars and Bills and coach of Syracuse in the NCAA, didn't take long for him to find a new job. He's going to be the offensive line coach at Alabama. Uh, that's the University of Alabama. And with that, it's a, a pay raise. Uh, <laughs> going back to the college rank. No, that's a joke. I don't think it is a pay raise. But, He's uh, making as much as their linebackers, I understand. That's pretty good. Yeah, that is, that yeah, is pretty good. Yeah. So uh, it didn't take long for Doug Murray. You know, that, that coaching fraternity in, in all the levels of college football, really uh, remarkable. And uh, let's see, uh, junior college basketball last night, the MACCC began their schedule. And, of course, uh, Tay Hardy played at Pearl River last year. That team had won 28 in a row. We'll make it 29. Pearl River's ranked fourth in the country. They just started their season, started their season last night and beat East Central Community College 109 to 58. <laughs> and we're told that this Pearl River team this year may be even better than last year's team that went 28 and 0. Um, and there's some, there's some guys on that Pearl River team. That Southern Miss is looking at um, very, very closely. That's why uh, you, you'll certainly want to keep, you know, keep looking at that Pearl River team as the season goes on. Two biggest notes that you're probably going to be interested in is one of them deals with the College World Series. The Board of Governors and the NCAA has ruled that in 2022, that's 2022, you guys, the College World Series will go back to the format that it used from 2003 to 2007. In 2022, play will begin on Friday, June 17th, with the finals being a best of three beginning on Saturday, June 25th. The reason they're going back to this format is because of the current format, there's a possibility that no games would be played that following weekend, which would allow people to move on to other things and not be glued to their TV sets. But they want to make sure that they take advantage of all the weekend opportunities they get at TD Ameritrade. So beginning 2022, college baseball world series format going back 
to the format it was, again, from 2003 to 2007. And finally, at the most recent convention of the NCAA, they have, have talked about more focusing, focusing more on the mental health of basketball and all, all major college athletes uh, across the country. A new Pew Research report out that has been released says that 70% of teens in athletics, 70% of teens in athletics in America say that anxiety and depression are what they describe a major problem with their peers. These are teenage athletes, 70% saying anxiety and depression are a big problem. So the NCAA now are circling their wagons as to how they can better combat and deal with mental health as well as the physical health of our athletes. So that's the way it looks from here, guys, from around the state, around the country, and around the world in the world of sports. Wow, how about that? Weather is next. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> this, this report brought to you by your local True Value hardware store. If you use it in, it's, on, or around your home, it's going to rain today. It. And now the twenty fifth weathercast of the of the hour. Stay with us. <laughs> yeah. Did either one of y'all ever have to fill in for the weather? Oh yeah, I did the weather. Yeah, yeah. No, I did too. And a lot of people actually thought that I did weather for a long time because that guy's calling my house asking my wife if the coast was clear. Well, I'll I'll, I'll admit something. Uh, back, I, I'm so old, Kelly. When I did the weather, we had the graphics, you know, that you put up on the board, the wet, the cold front, the hot front, the warm front. Right. Some, and I was doing the morning weather for a while at Channel 7. And sometimes I might be a little late getting there, you know, like at 640 in the morning. So I would just take that cold front and move it to the southeast. And just like Jim said last night, that cold front has moved right into the southeast. No one ever the wiser. It was uh, It was great. Boy, your meteorological skills. I was a meteorological beast. There isn't any question about that. Yes, yes. All right, we've got more Eagle Hour to come, and I'm sure Kelly will have more uh, entertainment to share with us. Luke, have you got something in the last segment as well people can look forward to? Nothing compared to Senior Santa. There's really nothing you can to top him, but (laughs) we'll try right after this. to the top. Fourth segment back at you as we close out this Tuesday afternoon. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty, Kelly Center from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and downtown Laurel. Southern Miss soccer senior defender Caitlin Pierce named to the 2021 Conference USA Women's Soccer preseason all-conference. She is uh, from Penn 
Pantillo, Texas, and was an all-conference second team last year. Coach Mo, Coach Malden, and the ladies' soccer team uh, get started on February the 3rd at Nichols State. Uh, they'll take on Grambling, South Alabama, and LSU in non-conference play, and then play a six-game conference slate before the Conference USA Championship starts uh, in mid-April. So uh, congratulations to Caitlin Pierce uh, as she is preseason All-Conference USA. You know, pretty funny, uh, Coach Coach Carly Malden, of course, uh, grew up around here, and sometimes on the social media page for Southern Miss Soccer, she's the assistant coach, but she gets in there and scrimmages with the girls, and word on the street is she's like the best player the Golden Eagles have this year. So uh, no no um, uh, years of eligibility left, but uh, we're working to get Coach Mo on uh, in the next week or so to give us a soccer preview. So uh, looking forward to that. Um Basketball again, uh, Bob. We had Coach Joy Lee McNellis on. Uh, ladies traveling Thursday at home Saturday. Men home Thursday traveling on uh, Saturday, and it's all because of this travel arrangement. Uh, this is kind of the mid the, the mid stop, I should say, mid season of conference play. Louisiana Tech next up, and uh, you won't do a Friday Saturday. So it, it's with a Thursday Saturday split. It's almost like the season as normal for one week. Yeah, it kind of be nice to see how they respond to that after this uh, odd uh, situation that, that they've all been faced with. Kelly, I know you weren't with us, but we talked to Coach McNellis uh, earlier in the show, and uh, I don't know if you had a chance to hear the interview or not, but boy, three outstanding freshmen on this on this basketball team scored half of the points that they scored last weekend at, uh, in their series. Yeah, I know. The high school I went to, if that would have happened, they'd have been beat up by the seniors. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They wouldn't like that much, would they? <laughs> That's right. Know your place. Um, and, you know, we, we get asked a lot of time on this show, too, what's going on with the baseball schedule? Well, the reason the baseball schedule has not been released yet by the university is there's there's um, a couple of schools who have not returned their contracts yet, you know, to the university. And it's that contract, the dry ink on the contract that makes it official. And if they don't get those returned to the university, of course, then the university would have to scramble. So until those contracts get in, the school really can't unveil its official uh, schedule. But but they're definitely cutting it close here uh, with, right. the, with the season, you know, starting in, in two or three weeks. But that's why. There, there's yeah. Well, we've seen out. bits and pieces, obviously, from other schools, the UConn right. situation. I think it came out uh, last week. Am I right about this, Luke? The University of Alabama put out their schedule, and there's a midweek game over in Tuscaloosa, uh, with in the dark continent uh, with Alabama. So we we know little bits and pieces. They're going to play uh, in Trustmart against Mississippi State in a, in a midweek game, but other than that, we're all kind of in the dark. Lafayette, the one I'm excited about is in March, uh, March 12th, 13th, and 14th. It's it's when. Um, the Raging Cajuns come into the Pete. That's going to be a real, real explosive, exciting series. I'm excited about that. Hey, guys, uh, one more news uh, notes of breaking. We, uh, we we talked about this last week, but it's official now. About 20 minutes ago, Tim Jones, senior wide receiver for Southern Miss, officially on Twitter, announcing his intent to enter the 2021 
NFL Draft. After thoughtful consideration and prayer, I've decided to enter the 2021 NFL Draft. I consider myself extremely blessed for my time in Hattiesburg, a place I will always cherish and hold close to my heart. I would like to thank my family for their unwavering support, the University of Southern Mississippi, and the entire staff and everyone that has been a part of a USM program of the USM program. Mm-hmm. As I close this chapter of my life, I look forward to opening a new one and will forever bleed black and gold. And so we appreciate everything him. Tim Jones has done. Such an explosive player, but uh, moving on and we'll declare for the 2021 NFL Draft. Kelly, how did civilization exist before Twitter? How, how did we do it, Kelly? Uh, smoke signals. Smoke signals. That's why I knew it was something. I just couldn't uh, I just carry, couldn't remember exactly what it was. Carrier yeah. pigeons. Uh, <laughs> Writing. We wrote remember, too, right, right was longhand. Stump, Stump sent his uh, scholarship in when he signed it in Morse code back in the day. Yeah, it was, yes. And uh, Stump's famous line uh, given to him by Coach Carmody, I'm going to I'm gonna sign you, Taylor, if I can't sign this other kid. <laughs> or this other kid, or this other kid, or this other kid, right? Yeah. <laughs> we mentioned that, uh, we mentioned that uh, some of the corporate sponsors that are not uh, going to participate in the Super Bowl – this year, and uh, and some of those companies are going to take some of the money that they would have used for Super Bowl advertising to get the word out about COVID vaccinations, and uh, hopefully Good. get those words spread out so that as many people can get vaccinated yeah. as quickly as possible, and we can try to get back to to normal. And you know, it still remains to be seen how many of these even college baseball games are going to be affected. Of course, crowds are, are going to be affected early on with twenty five percent. Uh, Mark, but you know whether whether some of these games will be played or not still remains to be seen because the numbers are slowly coming down, but they're right. still way up there. Real quickly, if you are a Hattiesburg Clinic patient and you have an Iris account, you should go to Iris this afternoon. As of last night, they announced some uh, vaccination availability at Hattiesburg Clinic, and it was my understanding you had to register through your Iris account. So if you haven't gotten the vaccine, you're an Iris account patient at Hattiesburg Clinic. By all means, check it out. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock, all three of us. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.